How's everybody doing today? Can I have all y'all stand up? We want to say hello to everybody in all our campuses and everybody watching online. Let's give them a big hand out there. God bless y'all. My name is Miles McPherson, and welcome to The Rock. I've been gone a couple months uh, working, but not here on Sunday, but it's good to be back. I know the pastors have been holding it down in all our campuses. Let's give all those people a big hand. God bless y'all. We are starting a, a, a new series today called Do Something. We're called Say Do Something. And I want you to be asking yourself during the next four weeks, are you doing something? Okay? And attending church is one thing, but now what are we going to do with what God does in your life and what God is teaching you. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what you have been doing in our lives. Uh, Lord, we pray for our country. We pray for this world. There is so much evil and division in this world. Uh, But you have sent your son Jesus to die on the cross, rise from the dead. Give us hope, power for transformed lives. And I pray that uh, you would use us in the healing of our nation, in our city. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you say, God, use me. Say, God, use me. Amen. Please turn to Luke chapter 17. Luke. Luke 17. How many of y'all excited that football is back? How many of y'all don't care? <laughs> How many of y'all excited about uh, the Padres? <laughs> How many of y'all excited about Jesus? <laughs> How many of y'all ain't excited about nothing? <laughs> okay. Um, I got saved in 1984. In 1986, I was in full-time ministry as a youth pastor at a church called Horizon Christian Fellowship. (laughs) And about uh, right in the first couple of years, I don't remember what year it was, but in the beginning of my season there as a pastor, I was asked to go speak at a hospital, speak to a young lady in a hospital who had been in a car accident. So I went and found out she was in ICU. I remember banging on the door and the nurse came, gave me a dirty look because it was an intensive care unit. It was my first time being in the hospital. I didn't know anything and I didn't know what I was walking into. And I said, I'm here to see Tracy. That's, that's really not her name, but that's her name for the story. And I said, um, she said, shh. So I walked in and I'm walking through past all these beds and I can hear the heart monitors beep, beep, beep. I can hear the respirators. And I'm going past all these beds. My first time in ICU. And I see this young lady in the last bed of the room. She's laying on her back. Her arms are suspended from this frame above her and her arms were burnt black. She was white. Her legs were also pointed, suspended straight up from a hip up, but both her legs were amputated at the knees. So she had a pin going through her leg. She had no shirt on. She had a tube in her throat. Her eye was swollen. One eye was swollen shut. And here I am standing over her. She does not know me. Did not, I, don't, I assume she didn't know I was coming because I don't know that anyone told her. Um, 
And I'm standing there and I had this big Bible back. You know, when you get saved, when you first get saved, you get this big, gigantic encyclopedia looking Bible, make it look like you know something. And so I had this Bible, you know, all these notes in it. And I'm, and I'm looking at it going, I ain't going to do you any good right here, homie. You got you to gotta minister to this girl. I didn't know her. She didn't know me. And she was on death's door. And I remember standing there going, what am I going to say to this young lady? And I remember she mumbled something at me. She went, oh. And I said, are you trying to tell me something? Oh. Are you trying to ask me something? Oh. Do you want me to leave? And I'm like, what do I do? And the, and the more I asked her what hmm meant, the louder and the more violently she did it. And the next thing you know, she's and, and the whole frame above her body shaking. There were chains, I, I remember, if I remember correctly, holding her in. There were chains shaking and she's shaking. And the nurse that let me in comes over, gives me another dirty look, rightfully so. I go over to the other side of the bed. The bed's here. She's here. There's a bed behind me, a wall here. So the only way I can leave, which is all I was thinking about, was to walk this way. Someone rolled a bed right across that space like God said, you ain't going nowhere, homie. You're going to deal with this. And I'm like, God, I'm in shape. I will jump on these beds and run out of here. I got to go. And the nurse calmed her down, put a cloth over her chest, blah, blah, blah. And I remember once I end up leaving walking to my car faster and I didn't run, but I was walking. I couldn't get to my car. I was accelerating in my walk because I was so ashamed that I went there to help her and I almost killed her. God has sent the church into a world that is in critical condition. Is the church helping? And I don't mean the church, the staff of the rock, the staff of this church, you. Me, all of us. And coming here right here is part of that. You get equipped, you learn something, you get inspired, you see other people, whatever. But now what are we going to do out there? Everyone say do something. We are Do Something Church. By the way, that is a trademark name. We are Do Something Church. It is, it is the description of our outreach philosophy that we've had for many years, over a decade. And it's based on four words. Everyone say count. count. Say Count. Everyone take a deep breath in, say count, yes. say walk, walk. say ask. ask, say love. love. Today I'm going to talk about the, the plan to do something. Count, walk, ask, love. Next week I'm going to talk about the purpose, build the kingdom. Next week we got that, I'm going to talk about the power, the Holy Spirit, and then the pain. What do you do with the discomfort of helping? Because it's not always comfortable, but that just comes with it. So today we're going to talk about the plan. Everyone say Count. This is very simple. Make a numerical take, a numerical assessment of the pain of our city. Why is that important? Because if we can measure the pain in our city, then we can mobilize all of y'all to go minister to that pain. Let me be clear. The church is not this building. The church is not the staff. The church is all of us, the body of Christ. Can I get amen? amen. And so... I want you to be asking yourself, what are you going to do? Now, we want you to do things according to the gifts that God has given you. If you're a speaker, we do not want you organizing. <laughs> if you're an organizer, we don't want you trying to get up on stage to speak unless it's to organize and then get down. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? And so you want to know, and it's very important for you to know what you are. 
Are you a hammer? Are you a nail? Are you a saw? Are you a drill? What tool are you in God's toolkit? He created you with a specific gifting, a specific mix. And by the way, not only is he giving you different gifts, he's giving you a specific kind of people that he wants you to reach. It may be women, men, it may be young, old, it may be immigrants, it may be people who are lost, people who are confused. It may be the intellectual type. It doesn't have to be an ethnicity. It could be a psychographic, the way people think. It could be all kinds of different ways God can slice and dice. It could be professionals. It could be lawyers. It could be police. But God, ask God, ask God what do you, who do you want me to reach at least now, at least initially? So I want you to be thinking about this whole series and we're going to give you opportunities to sign up. Matter of fact, if you could put that website up there, it's right there in the bottom of the screen. If you could take a picture of that, um, 52525 at uh, do something. There we go, right here. Do something church. Do something church. 52525, and you can find out about how you can serve in the church and all the campuses. Every single campus, you have your own activities and in your own community. We want to get as many people serving out in the community as possible. Everyone say count. Say one more time, all the campus say count. Say walk. Say ask. Say love. Okay, count. Uh, um, take a numerical assessment of the pain. Luke 17, Luke 17, let's read this. I'll give you context. Um, you cannot measure anything without a number. That's my theory. And I've been asking, challenging people to show me something you can measure without a number. Ladies, you measure how much your guy loves you, one, by how many times he tells you. Can I get an amen, ladies? How many times he brings you roses? Can I get an amen, ladies? How many roses he brings you? How long, how many inches is the stem of that rose? Um, my wife, one time I came home, and I was home about 15 minutes, and my wife, when she said what I'm getting ready to describe to you, was behind me. She said, did you notice anything different about me? I had 15 minutes. I was on the clock from the time I walked into the house. So because I had no idea what she was talking about, I froze thinking that I will blend into the furniture and disappear <laughs> and she would not see me. So she's behind me. She's like, uh, did you notice anything different about me? And I'm like, oh, man. I... So I'm trying to look in the reflection of the TV to see if I can see what she was talking about. I never did get it. You cannot measure, there is always a number in everything you measure. Jesus said, Jesus said, there was a man who had a hundred sheep and lost one. He left the 99 to get the one. He said, this one is so important, I'll leave 99. Jesus said, as Jonah was in the belly of a fish, three days, tres days, dias, I will be in the belly of the earth three days. N numbers. You, God uses a number at least twice in every chapter of the Bible to measure something. Start reading the Bible and start noticing all the numbers in the Bible. Uh, Jesus said, when the rooster crows three times, Peter, you will deny me three times. Measure, measure, measure. Number, 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 number. In this story, Jesus is going to be confronted or challenged by ten lepers. Everyone say ten. And watch what's going to happen. Now, in, in, to get preparation for this, Leprosy was the disease that was terminal and it was very contagious. And if you had leprosy, you would have to tell people by saying, unclean, unclean. And they would have to stay six feet away from you. And if, you, and if the wind was blowing, you had to stay 30 feet away because the leprous cooties could fly off you and get on them. 
So lepers would walk around, unclean, unclean. Their, their fingers would fall off, their toes would fall off, and they were just all mangled, and they would get nodules on their vocal cords and these big boils on their face and their body. And so lepers would be unclean, unclean. There are 10 lepers are going to confront Jesus. Pay attention to the numbers. Pay attention to the numbers. Let's read this. Look what it says. Now it happened as he went through Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a certain village there, met him 10 men who were lepers. How many lepers? All the campuses. Give me two hands. Say 10. One more time. Put it up. Say 10. Third time. Put it up. Say 10. How many times did I ask you to put up 10? Very good. You're paying attention. That's what I'm talking about. All right. And by the way, how many of y'all hate math? How many of y'all don't like math? How many of y'all don't like math? Raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Okay. But you know the numbers on your paycheck, don't you? You know how many days of vacation pay you, vacation you got coming on. You know how many days to your birthday. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you don't like math. Now it happened as he went through Jerusalem and he passed through Mr. Samaria and 10 men who lepers. How many lepers? Ten. Say it one more time. Ten. Say it a third time. Ten. How many times did I ask you? Three. Very good. Then it said, who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Okay, everyone put your hands up in there. Okay, now watch this, pay attention. Michael Jackson, Thriller. Give me here, give me here. Give me here, give me here, give me here. Everyone put your hands right here. You're a leper. Say, Master. Say, Master, have mercy on us. That's what happened. Master, Master, have mercy on us. They, wouldn't, they, 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 they couldn't go near him. He was a rabbi. They didn't go near anybody, but especially the rabbi. He said, Master, how many lepers are there? Ten. Are there nine? Ten. Are there nine? No. Are there 11? No. How many are there? Ten. Pay attention. Muy importante. And they stood afar off and they said, Master, have mercy on us. Then look what it says next. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, okay, we'll go to the priest and then we're going to come back and whoa. Oh, come on now, Jesus. And we'll say, Jesus. Jesus. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Somebody, somebody in here needs healing. Uh-oh. Somebody in the campuses need healing. Let's pray real quick. Keep your eyes open. Lord Jesus, I pray you heal people right now of something, their leg, their hip, their, their back, their cancer, something. Because that's what you do. That's what you do. So in Jesus' name, we pray that. Okay. If you got healed. Feel it, let us know, okay? Master, master, we'll go get healed. It's not, it's not no magic. It's the Spirit of God. It's not magic. It's the Spirit of God. Jesus said, as you go, as they went, they were healed. Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. Now watch this. How many people, how many lepers were there? Yeah. Pay attention. How many lepers were there? Yeah. How many got healed? All of them got healed. Say hey. Okay, very good. Watch this. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet giving thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He was a foreigner. So let me ask you a question. How many got healed? How many came back to say thank you? What happened to the other nine? I wonder if you are part of the nine or the one. God's forgiven you. He's got a lot of junk out of your life. I wonder if you even notice it. I wonder if you think you got the junk out of your life. 
I wonder, you know, we were singing the song, show us your glory. If you're all like, yeah, show us your glory, God, show us your glory. <laughs> Watch this. With a loud voice. Jesus, thank you, thank you. I wonder if you thank God for your breath today. Thank God for your food today. Thank God for your church today. Thank God for your family today. Just one or two days ago, one or two days ago, three people got killed by lightning in front of the White House. Struck by lightning. Now, I want to know what's going on in their life. You're still here. The only reason you're here is God's got something for you. It's the only reason you're here. God has something for you to do for him, not for you. And it says, he fell down on his face and given thanks, and he was a Samaritan. He was not a Jew. He was like a foreigner. He was, now, we think, well, I'm a Christian. I deserve to get blessed, so I don't need to really be praising God. Oh, really? And God owes you something. Yeah. Oh, snap. You might want to tell God that. You owe me blessing. Watch out. He may snatch that out of you. <laughs> Watch it. Look what it says. The next verse. Next verse. It says, Jesus answered and said, were there not how many? Ten. Ten. Numbers. I'm getting to something. Trust me. I'm getting to something. But what, where are the what? Nine. Now, I know you said you're not math, but out of, out of, nine out of ten is 90%. One out of ten is 10%. Yep. Are you all following me? 90%. Didn't come back and say thank you. 90% did not acknowledge what God, God had done for their life. That's a, this is a side blessing, a side lesson to this point. I'm, I'm really making a different point. But I want you to know 90%, at least in this story, people don't appreciate what God's given for them. Don't be that person. And then it says, were there not any founds who returned to give glory except this foreigner? In other words, couldn't any of my Jewish people who know the blessings of God, to any of my Christians who know the, the, the glory of God, the word of God, can any of them give me glory? People at concerts singing about rump shaker, blah, 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 are more wild than people at church thinking about Jesus. <laughs> maybe maybe y'all missed that. People are more excited about baseball players hitting home runs, football players scoring touchdowns, Rappers rapping about whatever they rap about versus singing about Jesus. Ain't, ain't none of that going to save you. People will show up to a football game early. My, my, my son, grandson, and, my, and myself threw out the first pitch a couple of Saturdays ago at the Padre game. We, had to get, we got there like four hours early to do that. And there were people there hours early. Hours People come to church late. Church starts at 9-11. 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock. That means I would encourage you to be here at 8.55 and 10.55. Yeah. So when worship starts, you are ready to say thank you, God. Mom, I can say thank you in my car. You sure can, but you probably don't. <laughs> not like you can in here. Not with all this and not with all these people. Not in the presence of God, in the, in the family of God. My point is, do we give God the glory that he deserves? And God's like, can my people give me that? So look what it said. Look at this. So, so, so count, walk, ask, love. Count. Here is my question. How many lepers are in San Diego? If you don't know, now we probably don't have any true lepers, but how many homeless people? How many people commit suicide? How many bars and nightclubs? 
How many people suffering? And as a church, if we measure that, then we can deploy you to that. Look what it says. So come on now. <laughs> Look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. Very simple. 20 detention centers in jails. Those are families. Even if one person's in jail, that's a, they represent a family. And I don't know if you've ever been to a prison or a jail. I've been to more than I can count or in more countries than I can count. They're families that are hurting people just like you and me. And if you went to a jail or prison and talked to people who've done stuff you would probably never do, you would realize, wow, they're just like me. Hmm. You ain't that far off. They're sinners, you're sinners. 40 senior, senior, 40 senior living, assisted living. There are, at, in every one of those places are people who are at the end of their life and 65%, give or take, don't get a visitor. I want you to think about this. I can tell you one thing about every single one of those persons. They were young at one time. They had a life. They had dreams. They, they, they played sports. They rode a bike. They had ice cream. They went to ice cream. They went to ball games. And now they're sitting in a facility dying. How hard would it be for some of you to go there and play checkers with them? Go sit there and talk with them. Easy, easy, easy. Uh, 200 liquor stores. Next one. 25 abortion clinics, 25 adult bookstores, 200 bars and nightclubs, 15 battered, uh, uh, battered and abused women's centers, five death centers, 115 drug treatment centers, 15 eating disorder services, uh, 100 plus homeless centers, 50 foster and adoption services, 50 hospitals and clinics, 10 plus strip clubs, on and on and on and on and on. And the church has the firepower to go to every single one of these places. First, we count them. We can say, here they are. Now, the next step is go to them. Walk. Everyone say walk. walk. Say walk. walk. Let me demonstrate. <laughs> Pay attention. I'm do it again. Do it again. This may be you. I'll do it again. This may be you. A lot of different kind of walks, the same thing. Arms, feet, legs move that propel your body from one place to another. Now, you may say, I, I got to get them to come to church. Eh. Take the church to them. Yeah. Go to them. Yeah. Walk. Walk. Look what it says in Deuteronomy. Look what it says in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy says, if you keep, carefully keep these commandments, which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourself. He's talking to Israel in the Old Testament before they go into the promised land. Next verse. And then it says, every place where the sole of your foot treads shall be yours from the wilderness of Lebanon, from the river to the river Euphrates, even to the western sea shall be your territory. Every place the sole of your feet treads. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean you carry the presence of God? Listen to what I'm telling you. You carry the presence of God. That's why it's important for you to understand what your salvation means. It's important for you to understand what you're worshiping, what you're saying, what the Bible says. When you go someplace, you have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is going with you. The Spirit of God wants to love through you, heal through you, encourage through you. So wherever you go, you take the Spirit of God with you. Now, if all you do is come home and go to church and go back to work, and when you get to work, never say anything about Jesus. Now, I say, well, I'm going to get in trouble. Okay, whatever. You still can look at people and say, you're doing a great job. Can I encourage you? Guess what I see in you? And, 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 and if you're not an employer, I imagine you have a whole lot more freedom to pray for people, whatever it is. But my point is, 
You have the presence of God in you. And so all those places I listed, guess what? You can take the presence of God there. So we had a ministry called JC's Girls, Jesus Christ Girls, and they would go into the strip clubs in, here in San Diego, and they would dress up in their little pink shirt, they had a little pink basket, they had a little pink smell goods perfume in there, a little note from God, from the father to the daughter for the strippers, and they went in there to love on the strippers. So they're sitting, and by the way, let's, let's do this, ladies. Come on now. I had a guy come to me. I was standing right there after service one day, and he said, yo, Pastor, um, I think the Lord called me to the, to the, to the JC's girls. I said, true story. Everything I tell you won't be true, but this is true. But if I'm telling you something that's not true, I'll tell you it's not a true story. It's a, it, but this is a true story. So he literally, I'm standing right there. He says, yo, I think I, think I should go to the to strip, stripper ministry. And literally, I said, come on, man. He said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Knucklehead. So these girls go into the strip club and, and then they, they, they go in the back and pray for the girls. They go to court when they got to go to court. They go to the hospital when they try to kill themselves. These are the real stories. So one day, they're sitting in the strip club, these two girls, two or three of our girls from JC's Girls with their pink shirt, and they're watching the stripper strip, and they got the little basket, and these guys are sitting over the adjacent table watching the strippers, but they're watching these girls. They're like, what are y'all doing here? In their mind, they're like, well, why are girls in there watching strippers? That's kind of weird. And so they say to the ladies from The Rock, hey, what are y'all doing here? They say, oh, we're from The Rock Church. <laughs> y'all laughing because you know it's coming. These brothers' heads dropped. They're like, we're from the Rock Church too. Snap. They didn't know, but the devil knew. The devil stands by the front door saying, just go to your, go to your little church service. Put your Bible. I'm not going to ask you how many of you don't have your Bible. If you don't bring your Bible here, you're never going to bring it holiday anywhere else. You're going to let me do all the work. You're not going to learn how to use it. That's exactly what the devil wants. He just wants you to come here, slide in, slide out. Don't let nobody know. Listen, I, I carry this around with me. I, I, what was I the other day? Some public place. I was like, bam, right on the table. Deal with that. It's my reading material. You can put a novel on the table. I'm putting my Bible on the table. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. The devil's, the devil's standing at the door. The devil's standing at the door to all these establishments saying, you go, I'm going to ruin these people with alcohol. I'm going to ruin these people with stripping. I'm going to ruin these people with whatever. And, and just keep, go ahead. You do your business. Don't bring Jesus here. These girls said, no, we're bringing the presence of God. Now, those guys didn't know, but the devil, the devil do. So why is this important? Count, there's all the pain. Instead of saying, how can we get them out of there and come here? No, let's go to them. Let's go to them. If you've never been to a prison, and I'm not talking about being incarcerated, go to prison and pray for somebody. It will change your life when you walk through and hear, boom, behind you. Clack, clack, clack. Clack, 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 clack. Behind you. Now you're in their world. Oh, yeah, come on. And the devil's like, you don't need to be here. We're going to get you. Yeah, he's saying all that mess, but God's saying, I got you. I actually went, I, was, I went to a prison uh, here in San Diego, Donovan State Prison. Been there many, many times, and I was taking this charger player, and it took me like three hours to convince him. I said, yo, man, nothing's going to happen. I've been here many times. Ain't nothing going to happen. Don't worry about it. I, I, it like two, three hours. All right, I'll go, but, but you, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. 
Now, it was the one time something happened. <laughs> I'm like, we're out there ministering, talking, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, whoop, whoop, get on the ground. They're shooting bullets at dudes. Everyone's on the ground. Smoke everywhere. I'm like, oh, snap. I told them nothing was going to happen. Dudes got trying to stab dudes right in front of us. But that doesn't happen a lot of times. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I said, man, I'm sorry, man, how was it? He said, you know what changed my life? Because you meet people in there and you go, man, these dudes are just like me. Women's prison, been in women's prison many, multiple times. Breaks your heart. God loves them just like he loves you. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, count, walk, ask. Everyone say ask. This is something all y'all can do today. How many of y'all go to Starbucks? Man, hardly nobody. Okay, how about this? Any place do you go where you buy something at a cash register and someone's in front of you? Grocery store, in and out anything like that. Anybody go to a place like that? Okay, there you go. Imagine buying your frappuccino licky like a chicken like a boom And they order, and then you say after you pay, can I pray for you? Here's what's going to happen. Try it. Even if you don't know how to pray, I'm going to teach you here in a minute. It's going to be so simple. You can do this today. This is do something. You're going to the Starbucks. You know there's people in there who need God because everybody needs God. There's no, place, there's no place on earth where people don't need God, even in church. So they need that. You go, you're walking. You go there. You happen to be going to buying your frappuccini. And, and you're going to say... Buy your thing, and then you're going to say, hey, can I pray for you? Is there anything you want to pray for? And they're going to go, uh, I'm good. <laughs> Next time you go in there, look at their name tag. Hey, hey, Julie, can, is there anything you want to pray for? I'm good. Hey, Julio, can I pray for you? One day, you know how they put the, in Starbucks anyway, they put the cup over here, and they go, uh, Leroy, your, your, your frappuccino is, is ready. Your macarena, macarena is ready. You go over there, one day, they're going to grab your hand. And they're going to say, hey, man, mom, my mom's got cancer. Can you pray for her? Oh, now you got a live one. Now what do you do? Well, I can't pray. You've been coming to church all this time and you can't pray? Not for real. You've been coming to church all this time? You're a Christian. I believe in God. Jesus, and you can't pray for somebody right there in the spot? Let me teach it to you. We're going to do it right now. Everyone look at me in the eye. Just look in this, right here in the screen, whatever you look, wherever you're looking at. And here's what I do when I pray in public. I usually tell people don't close their eyes. Just let's have a conversation. I tell them, we're going to have a conversation. Look me in the eye and they look at me. So it's not like they're doing this. And I'm, you know, we're not making a big scene. Just let's have a conversation. And I say, look me in the eye. And they're like, they're like tripping. What is going to happen? I say, we're just going to have a nice conversation. And I say, dear Lord, repeat after me. Dear Lord, please bless Leroy. Please bless his wife. And heal her. And encourage him. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Watch this. Let's do it again. We'll do it again. We're going to do it again. Let's get a little more radical. 
Look me in the eye. Say, look me in the eye. Say, Leroy. Look me in the eye. We're just going to have a conversation. I'm going to pray for you right now. Dear Jesus, please bless Leroy. Please encourage him. Please show him how much you love him in a very tangible way today. Ooh, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Leroy, now you're talking to him. God loves you and he knows you. Say that. Say, Leroy, God loves you and he knows you. You can do that today. You just did it. It ain't no big thing. And you're like, well, what do I do after that? Leave. <laughs> well, don't I gotta, I gotta, I gotta baptize them? No, you just go home. <laughs> because Leroy's gonna be tripping. He's gonna be making, he's gonna be, people are gonna be on him fraps. He's gonna make hard chocolate. He's, I don't know what's going on. God's all messed up. So everyone say, count, walk. Ask. Look what it says. Look what it says in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Jesus stood and commanded that they, him be called to him. Uh, it was a blind man crying out to Jesus. They called him to the blind man saying, be of good cheer, rise, Jesus is calling you. And look what Jesus said. Throwing his garment aside, he rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said, what do you want me to do for you? Everyone say count. count. Say walk. walk. There's a convalescent home. I'm going to go to them and I'm going to say how can I help you? Stop telling people what they need. Ask them how they are. We went to the mayor. Mayor Sanders, the first time we did this, we said, Mr. Mayor, we want to give you $100,000, 100,000 hours of volunteer service from the Rock Church. How can we help you? That's what we said. That's how this whole thing started. And he said, well, where are you going to get 100,000 hours? Literally, true story. I said, Mr. Mayor, I have no idea, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> and we gave him 141,000 hours of volunteer service. Amen. Come on. From y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Knucklehead me, I went in there without an answer to that question. But I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. Ask. Say ask. Imagine if you just started asking people. How can I help you? How can I pray for you? Try it today. Matter of fact, let's take a poll. All you on all the campuses, if you're willing to try this today, how can I pray for you? Raise your hand. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And, and you're just beach. Childlike, don't be coming in no King James and thou sitting in the Lord and the Jesus and start speaking. No, don't do that. Just be like a little kid. Dear God, I pray you bless them and encourage them. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, count, walk, ask. Jesus said, walk. Lastly, love. Say love. Midnight radio. Say love. You count, there's a convalescent home, you walk, how can I help you? And then you love. You do not do what people ask you necessarily. You go to a homeless guy, hey man, how can I help you? Yo man, can you buy me some drugs? Oh sure, I'm a Christian, I want to help you. <laughs> Get me a 40 ounce, give me a... No, I'm going to take you to dinner. My daughter, years ago, she asked me to help. She, was gonna, she said, yeah, I'm going to break up with so-and-so. I said, let me help you. 
no, I got it. I think I can do it. I said, let me just give you some advice. Think broken record. You're going to say, yo, man, it ain't going to work out. No matter what he says, you just say the same thing. It ain't going to work out. If he says, I'll buy roses every, every week, it ain't going to work out. I, I promise I'll be on time. It ain't going to work out. I promise I'm going to treat you nice. It ain't going to work. He rolls around like a little dog, and <laughs> like a little puppy. He said, just ignore all that, and you say the same thing over and over again. It ain't going to work out. Jesus said the number one commandment that you got to do all the time, no matter what, you cannot break this rule. Matthew 22, 37, look what it says. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's the first commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The Bible says the definition of loving God is to obey God. It has nothing to do with what you feel. Oh, I don't feel like it. So, if you're married, your love for your spouse has nothing to do with what you feel. It's a commitment. You ain't always going to feel it. I don't always feel it for my wife. I ain't always trying to feel what she's giving out, picking up what she's putting down. And she ain't always trying to pick up what I'm putting down. But we're just a commitment that you love her and you love him, Period. Loving God is obeying God whether you feel like it or not. And I love you by helping you obey God and you love me by helping me obey God. Period. So when, you, when we do this as we're serving the community, we are loving the community. We're not doing what they say because sometimes what people ask you might not be biblical to do. But you, it is always biblical and always right to obey what God has told you to do. And so... Here's my challenge to you. Over the next four weeks, we want to sign as many of y'all up to do something in this church, to join a ministry, join a group, start a ministry, whatever it is, because we want to impact our city and county. Amen? Step number one is that you got to give your life to Christ. We're going to land this plane real quick. Is that you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Some of you have never asked Christ to be your Savior. The first step in all this is that Christ is your Savior and the Holy Spirit of God is living in you. So right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, Lord Jesus, I want to be saved. I want you to forgive me of my sin. I want to become a child of God because I have asked for the forgiveness of God. And I've asked you to be my father. You are not a child of God by being born. You're a child of your parents. That's the first birth. The Bible says there's a second birth. It's called being born again of your heavenly father. That's when you become a child of God. Don't believe the hype. So it's very simple. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead. I heard someone say once that a lot of people look at God as a mountain and God's on top of the mountain and all the different religions are different ways to get there. The problem is you can't get to God with the religion. That's why God came down the mountain or from heaven to earth and gave his, his son came down in the form of a man and gave himself for us. He came to us because we can't get to him. And so in a minute, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say, Lord, I receive that truth. Please forgive me of my sin. So I'm going to ask all y'all on all the campuses, bow your heads and close your eyes and listen very carefully. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, I pray that we would be a do-something church.
that we will continue to impact our city and our county. But there are people here who need to give Christ, their life to Christ. If you believe that you are a sinner and that Jesus died for your sin and rose from the dead, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner and that the penalty of my sin is death. I believe Jesus loves me that he died and rose from the dead. And I commit my life to him. Jesus, please forgive me. Fill me with the spirit of God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand up. And by standing, you are acknowledging that you're giving your life to Jesus. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before man, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father. So on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand up in all the campuses. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Stay standing. Stay standing. We see you all over the room. Stay standing. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you.